Hello, everyone. Um, okay, here we go. So thank you, Mom and Dad, for letting me share this morning. Um, so as my dad said, I leave back to the States for my third and final year at BSSM. And um, the third year is an internship, so I'm interning in a discipleship housing community, just so you guys know what I'm actually going to be doing. And so I, I will be... It's basically a year of serving and um, just laying your life down. That's, that's pretty much what the interns are required to do. So we're going to have students under us, first years and second years, that are going to be living in this program. And um, I get to be a part of that in helping mentor first-year girls and second-year girls and helping run the whole program with lots of events and fun. There's a lot of fun that happens for sure. And so I haven't actually gotten to speak to you guys since being back from second year yet. I don't know if you remember Ant shared, like, I think the first week we got back, I was more like, hmm, let's see how it goes. And now it was like my final week, so we were just like, okay, it's now or never. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit about what um, my second year looked like, just really briefly, and then um, just share what... God has put on my heart for you guys, and then we'll just see what happens after that, but I'm excited. Okay, so in my second year, I was a part of this place I'm interning in. It's called Grace Place. It's a great name, um, and so what, what it looks like is we, we're students at the school. Um, there's like 2,000 students, and then everyone has to find their own accommodation. So I found Grace Place this last second year, and it's like a whole other program on top of school. And when I heard about it, I was like, whoa, this sounds super intense, like school and then another program. I don't know if I'll be able to handle this. But I really just felt God telling me I should do this program and that it would benefit me. Um, but yeah, a lot of the year though, I just, I did not enjoy it, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. It was, it was hard, or maybe enjoy is the wrong word, but it was really, really hard for me um, to, um, it was just really intense all the time and they, well, no, they didn't do anything wrong. Basically, okay, yeah, they, they did nothing. It was all me. So basically, I had a lot of stubbornness. <laughs> And they would be like, hey, come to this event. And I'd be like, oh, no, not a freaking another event. I don't want to go to another event. Please die. And so I, I, would, I would just, like, try and make up excuses. I would not want to, like, um, submit to the leadership. I would, I would I, like, I, I trusted the leadership and um, in a way that I would tell them everything that's going well for me. I never said, like, I, I was never completely honest. You know when you only give, like, half the picture? So that's kind of like what the first half of the year looked like to me. And then there was one day when I just felt the Lord say, hey, I told you. Because um, all, all this time, even though I was, like, super stubborn, like, through all of that, I knew that God had put me in the program. So I had kind of built up this mentality of, I'll just get through this. I won't pull out of the program, but I'll, I'll persevere I will, and you know, all the, all the good things that we, we try and do. Anyway, and so, um, yeah, so God said to me, I told you to do this program. 
and you're not trusting the leaders. And because you're not trusting the leaders, you're not trusting me. And that just like hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So I pulled the leadership um, into a room and it was at, in a, at an event that I felt the Lord say that. And I actually ended up apologizing to them for um, not being completely honest with them. And from that point on, from the moment I, I kind of, and then I just had um, an encounter with God where I just got filled with so much joy and just everything that had been stolen from me was completely restored. And from those two moments on, it was like everything that was bad before became good. Like, it's weird. Like the stubbornness or the, the block that I had put on my mind was like just not there anymore and it was all okay. And so, and so, because I had said, I was like, I will never, ever, 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 ever intern in this place, ever. And then like two weeks before school ended, I was just like, oh my word, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then I spoke to them and they were like, they, they asked me a few questions and yeah, now, now I'm going back to intern for them. So it's going to be an incredible year. I know it's um, like just seeing the interns, how they just lay their lives down for their students. It's just going to be awesome. What time did I start? Okay. You see, in Grace Place, they, they make sure you stick to the time limits. It's good practice. So I'm in that mindset now because I'm talking about them. Okay, cool. Uh, if I ever pause to regain my thoughts, you guys can just like look to Jesus in the awkwardness and love him through the awkwardness, like right now. Okay, so <laughs> um, one thing that I struggled with a lot this year, uh, this was closer to this last year. My year runs from September to May in my mind, by the way. Um, so my next year is like two weeks time. So anyway, it was like at the beginning of my second year, I, I just, I think it was probably because of all like the stubbornness that I'd like built up in me in that sense. Um, which, yeah, no, I won't go there. Okay. Um, so I had a lot of anxiety basically I was just anxious about everything like getting things done just because I knew it was like and I'm like a go-getter I'm like I love doing things um, but the the amount that there was in this program I think I just overthought it like I would even be like there's no time to do anything and my mentor would be like have you thought about like scheduling out your day and I would do that and I'd be like wow there's actually so much time to do so many things <laughs> it's like oh it's a good lesson to learn um, but yeah, so basically I was struggling with a lot of anxiety and um, at this time we were being spoken to about meditation on the word of God and um, yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll try to do that. My mentor gave me Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7, which I'll turn there. Um, cool. So it says, do not be anxious. Wait. I just know how it starts. Okay. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay. So that was like 
I read that and, and then they had spoken about meditation and I was just like, okay, so I'd like, I don't know. I was just like, this doesn't work, man. <laughs> I, I was just like, oh no, I, I think it was impatience. That's got to be it. But I would sit and I would read it and I'd be like, okay, Jesus, let it come alive in me now. And it would just, nothing, nothing would happen. And I would probably give it like at least, you know, 30 seconds maybe. Like I would wait. And yeah, so obviously that's, that's not a lot of time. But basically I would, um, it was after a meeting I had with my mentor and they were just, um, there, there were two of them and they were just like, just sit with this verse every morning and every night for five minutes. And, and then they prayed for me. Um, and so I went home that night and I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to believe that this works. I like opened my Bible and I read, do not be anxious but in everything by prayer and supplication. And like, as soon as I was done reading it, it wasn't even 30 seconds. I just read it once. Like this peace just filled my room. And it was like this inner knowing came alive inside of me. And I just started giving thanks because it says, um, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving on your lips, make your request known to God. So I just started thanking God for, for his provision, for his joy for like everything that I could think of for my friends and from this place this I don't know like cornerstone started to get built inside of me and it was like now every time a little bit of anxiety or worry comes up it's just like oh close my eyes do not be anxious and it's just like oh that's the truth that's the truth of what the word of God says and that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys about this morning that's why I shared this story is um, you okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, is the word of God and, and choosing to believe it and actually choosing to sit down and take the time because he's so worth the wait. Like that's one thing. It's just like, you know, I'm, oh, man, it's going to take so long. Oh. And I just felt God say to me, like, am I not worth the wait? And it's just like, Ugh. when he says those things that just hit you and you're like, well, Thank you, Jesus, for grace. So what's really cool is God, God speaks to us in so many different ways, this being one of them. And I've just, like, I don't know if you guys remember when I spoke last time. I think I shared, I know I shared on Philippians 3, verse 7 and 8, where it speaks about knowing God. But I'm still like there, like, oh my word, I just want to know God through everything. Because he speaks to us, like I said, through the word. He speaks to us through what he's created, through other people, through a sermon, through my parents and aunts. <laughs> Shout out to aunts. Um, but yeah, like this one time I was sitting in school, this is such a random story, but I was sitting in school and my friend, she's like always brought snacks to school, always. So she always hands out snacks to everyone and she was handing out some strawberries and she gave me a strawberry and um, I think we were in some Bible class, I don't remember, but I took a bite of the strawberry and I looked at the strawberry and I was just absolutely fascinated. <laughs> like it was like, I was just caught up in a moment, like where the whole room stood still. It's, it sounds ridiculous, but it was phenomenal. And I, was, I just saw the beauty of the strawberry, like the way the seeds are on the outside. And 
the, the bright color of that red. And I'm just like, wow, God created this. And, and his nature is in this. And, yeah, and just start, like, saying, like, oh, who is God? He's sweet. He's bright. He's light. He's, you know, and just getting to know God through everything. And then, and then through people, through, yeah, you can just see and, I don't know, like, when my, when my parents speak to me, I get to, I get to know God by the way my mom talks about God. It's so poetic. I'm always like, wow, wish I could be poetic like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, and as well, like, through the word, like, I never, ever, ever want to be reading the word to create a doctrine or theology or, or be like, oh, I need to know what I believe about this certain topic, and if I don't, then everything is going to fall apart. But just because so many people have different opinions on different things, and I used to be like, oh my gosh, what should I believe? Should I believe this? Should I believe that? And I'm just like, oh, like I just want to know Jesus. And every time I open this Bible, I wanted to, uh, like, I ask the question after I've read a passage. I'm like, okay, God, who who does this say you are? What, what is your heart in this situation when you were saying that? And, and that's when the Holy Spirit, get, um, he, he reveals things to you in that moment. And it's just this thing of like, like the whole strawberry thing. I don't think that was just me making it up. I think the Holy Spirit was actually talking to me in that time. And it's so funny that it's a strawberry. But anyway, um, and, and through the word, like when the Holy Spirit like lifts something off the page to you, I don't know if you've had those moments where you just like read, 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 and then suddenly this verse is just like, bam. And then a lot of times it's like, oh, I need to go soon. So we just carry on reading. But take that time to stop and be like, okay, what are you saying right now, God? Just asking questions is so fun and great to do because you can just stop and be like, what is your heart? What are you saying? And just wait in those moments. And when, and when we read, like Paul was speaking about it last week, like I loved his stories of um, how he went to the mug and bean, right? And just reads the word and spends, like has a date with Jesus. I was like, oh, that's freaking cool. And then the revelation that would come to him. And it's not, it's not so much about getting the revelation for the sake of the revelation to share with people so they can see you get revelation, but it's to know him. So what would happen if we actually read this and believed what God said about himself, about us, and about everyone around us? If we chose to stand in agreement to believe, not even like about ourselves, like Ephesians 1, that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. And then I think Philippians 4 verse 19, that every need shall be provided through Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus. And like there's believing that for yourself, but then knowing that for, for, for Cade, for, for my dad, and seeing them through that lens. And so, yeah, so for me, I'm trying to see. Okay, so I've, something that I've noticed um, in a lot of 
even like students at school and stuff, is that we, we, they go into a class that's kind of like, okay, this will, or with the mindset, I don't, I don't want to like put it on anyone, but with the mindset of, oh, this class is going to help me get fixed. This class is going to help me find my healing. Or this book that I'm reading is going to help me um, get over my struggle in purity. Or like I was struggling with anxiety. Um, and they, they, we try and, and find our freedom. And I was, I was kind of doing that with, with the whole thing of anxiety. It wasn't until I like just gave up and read the truth that it came. Like the healing came and it all came from Jesus himself by his grace. Um, but yeah, so I found that so many people are trying to get their healing and trying to, yeah, just fix themselves in a sense. And to me, it's, uh, it hit me this year. I went to a class and the guy said, we're not trying to see, we're not trying to get healed here, which we're going to discover how healed we already are, how we've already become healed. We're not trying to fix ourselves. We're, we're going to discover how Jesus already fixed everything and that it's done. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, that's like a whole different way of thinking for me. Like, and it, it sounds simple, like, oh, I don't have to do anything. There's grace, like all that kind of stuff. But not, not grace only that saves, but grace that actually empowers us to live a righteous lifestyle. That's kind of like what I've been learning this last year and being like, oh, grace actually empowers me. It's, it's crazy. So, just go down here. So in this, in a couple of months ago, I was reading in Joshua 4 um, about where the Israelites um, cross over the Jordan River into the promised land and how God actually pulled the river back and they crossed over on dry land. And I was just like, oh, that's exactly like the Red Sea, um, how they crossed over the Red Sea. Because I know that story because I've seen the movie and um, grew up in Sunday school and we got told it all the time. And I realized that I, I, the question that I ask after reading this is, why have I never really, well, I've heard about it, but why, why do I hardly ever hear about the Jordan River and how they crossed over that one? It's always the Red Sea and how they got freed from Egypt. And I just felt God say that what you get free, uh, what are you more focused on? What you get free from or the freedom that you are currently now walking in? Because I feel it was just kind of like our opening to, oh, that's the whole thing of, I've been trying to get free from this anxiety, from this addiction, from what, whatever it is. And then, and that, that's all we can see. That's like them getting out of Egypt. And then on the other side, it's what, what have we actually been freed into, into the promised land, walking in that. And what does that mean? Once, because that's, that's, that's the cross. That's what Jesus did for us. This isn't something that we have to go to a class to, or read a book to even get. But it's actually just going to, the, to Jesus. He's, he's the truth. He's the way. And, so, and stepping into the promised land of what, how we get to walk because of what he already did. How healed we already are. 
And it's kind of like a confusing concept when you're just like in a, in a walk, in a struggle. But there's, when, you, when you're walking with God and he is leading you, it's, so, it's not as hard as you would think compared to if you're trying to get through the struggle on your own. I hope this is making sense. Um, but um, I went to, I, well, I went, I came to South Africa on my mission trips, on my missions trip. I don't know how many of you actually know that. Um, but so I went to America and then we all choose a missions trip and people go all over the world um, to minister for 10 intensive days. And Grace Place, I went with Grace Place and they came to South Africa. So I was like, cool, going home for my missions trip. But I didn't actually go home. We went to Bethlehem and Nazna and George. And so I was in, uh, where was I? I? I was in George somewhere. And we went to a prison the one day. And I, like, they, they had asked for volunteers for who wants to go minister in the prison. And I was like, no. Like, all the other students were like, me, me, me. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to volunteer for that. Um, but every day you get dispersed any, anywhere because um, those were like extra things. And I was like, oh, no, I can't imagine. And it was like juvenile, so it was like 14 to 18-year-old boys in, in the prisons that they were volunteering for. And then so we got put in um, this one group, and I was like, cool, we're probably going to go. My, my mindset was literally geared up to go to an orphanage or something of that sense. And um, we get in the car, and the, the guy, his name's Yanni, um, he, he said to us, oh, we're going to go to the prison. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. So it was for 18 to 25-year-olds. And it was the first day that this particular group was not going to the orphanage. So I was like, oh, my gosh. We're going to a prison. And then my wonderful leaders, who one of them's actually Ant's roommate this last year, um, but he said to me, Amy, Mason and I have been talking, and yeah, we feel like you're going to lead this thing. (laughs) And I was just like, oh no, help me, Jesus. (laughs) I don't want to lead this. So, yeah, so we get put in this courtyard, and um, we have like 20 minute service to do. So, we pray for the guys, we preach the gospel, and it was, it was really, really cool. So the one guy, Vince, he preaches the gospel, and then we did an altar call. And there was a point where I got up there and I said to them that you have the opportunity to be more free than people outside of these prison walls. And that sounds super intense to say to a bunch of people who are in prison. But this whole thing just made me think, how, like, I had that, that anxiety, the wall of anxiety that I just could not get over. And that's all I could see. It's, it's the same thing as the crossing over the Red Sea and just focusing on that, like, oh, I just need to get freedom from this. I've got freedom from this. And, and w- looking at them, I was just like, your circumstances don't have to, to, don't have to dictate your freedom. It's a choice whether you, yeah, no, yeah, 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 <laughs> yes, yeah, no, um, but that whole thing of, so seeing those prison walls and actually being like, 
when I, when I read that verse, it was like this whole inner thing of like, oh, it's actually you, Jesus. It's not, it's not dictated by these people around me, by what they're saying, um, but it's actually what you're saying. So always coming back to, I mean, I think I, I spoke to you guys last year about like insecurity, how I was like feeling insecure and hated myself basically. And even now, like if any thought of insecurity comes up, it's just like, oh, that's not who I am. It's like, and it's easier and easier as it comes, as, as, as I walk in it. And I'm just like, oh, this is who God says I am. If, if I'm not believing this, then what do I believe that God is saying about me? And so the whole thing, when I, when I got through that anxiety, let's see what I wrote here. Hold on. Yeah, I already said all that. So it's this whole thing of like the word of God, like I, I titled this the word of God and believing what it says, like choosing to stand in agreement with what God is saying about himself, about others. And yeah, that choice to believe can change the course of your life. It says in Matthew 6:33 that we must seek first the kingdom of God. Like I said last year and at the beginning of this, like knowing him through this word is everything. Like when you know him, he he reveal when he reveals himself to you. You you will you will get to know yourself and I don't, I don't even know how to explain. Yeah, spacey transformation, like in Romans 12 two, I think I mentioned this last year as well, where it says, do not be conformed to the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I want to I be renewing my mind on the truth of God, putting him first, seeking him first, because the moment there's something else above him, that's, that's kind of like what you, you're going to be renewing your mind on. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like when I'm putting my own needs first or another person or just, yeah, I can't think. Or even like, even good things like the Bible itself, I would say. If I'm just like, oh, this is the most important thing in the world before God, then it's the priorities are like not in place. I mean, it is the most important thing, but you know, you know what I mean? And so seek him first. Don't worry about the added on stuff. It's, it's going to come when you start seeking him. And yeah, so actually when I, when I made the decision to intern this year, I had actually, I've had this dream to go to it's a it's a worship school on the on the east coast of America. Do you know the song? I'm no longer a slave to fear. That one. Um, the two people who wrote that they run this um, this two month program in September and October where you go and do worship and it's discipleship, it's creativity, and it's community. Those are their four core values. And you there's like sixteen. 
16 guys, 16 girls that go live on a farm together. And this is, this is what I wanted to do. And I had applied. And the moment I decided I wanted to intern, I was like, I don't know what the application is going to do. And I got two yeses. I, got, I, I was like, wow, I'm one of the 16 girls that has been chosen to do this program that I've been wanting to do for four years. And then I have an opportunity to serve for 10 months and to lay my life down. And I know that both options were good and that God wasn't like, this is the right one or this is the right one, but I got to partner with him in making a choice. And life is full of choices and I want to encourage you guys to choose to believe what God says about you. Don't choose to sit back in Yeah, like an example is like choosing choosing to, to not live by, by what I'm actually feeling in a moment. This is a, a quick funny story. So my mom has these cloths in her kitchen that are really, really special to her apparently because I used one to like wipe up tomato sauce or something and she was like, don't use these cloths to wipe up tomato sauce or anything dirty. And I'm, I'm mama and I'm like, they're a cloth, what? What is it for? <laughs> but there are they're two cloths in the kitchen that are very special. I can use other cloths to do this. So I'm like, okay, I'll try to remember this. Anyway, so like a couple of weeks later, I was like cooking something. And, you know, we have a gas stove, so there's an open flame. And it was really hot, so I grabbed one. I grabbed one of the cloths to like hold the pots. And suddenly something started smoking. <laughs> And I was like, oh no, oh no. And this cloth was just burning up. And I was just like, it's one of the ones she told me not to wipe anything with. And now it's burning. Oh my gosh, it was, yeah. And she was outside doing something. So I was just like in panic mode, like (laughs) waving the cloth to get it off. And it was still slightly burning when she came inside. And I was like, Mom, Mom, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm burning. I've burnt one of your clothes. I felt terrible. I I nearly started crying because of the tomato sauce incident obviously scarred me. And now it's burning. So anyway, um, and she, she, I thought I was, I thought I was going to get in so much trouble. And she just said, you know what? It's okay. It's just a cloth. And I was just like, you know when you build something up in your mind and it's like, oh my word, everything is messed up. I've done everything wrong. And then it's, it's okay. You, it's just a cloth. And, and in that way, like, well done, mom, <laughs> for not getting angry. Because <laughs> there, there, are times, there are times when you can choose to let, let your circumstances like, like how I said, your, your circumstances don't dictate your freedom, but you can let your, your circumstances dictate how you're feeling and, and oh, woe is me, or anger, or whatever it is. Um, even, even like happiness, like if you, if you only are ever happy or joyful when, when good things happen, then like, it, I don't know, it says rejoice always. And so, but, but I thought that was so cool in, this is something I've been practicing and it's very hard, like not to let my feelings rule over what, what the truth is saying. Like, oh, I'm not feeling God. It, 
what does the truth say? Like, he's always with me. He's never going to leave me. So find him in everything. He's all around. We can get to know him in so many different ways. Read the Bible. (laughs) It's good. It's a good book. Um, Yeah, so I thought... What's the time? Okay, cool. Um, I thought there was a song I sang last week, because I was meant to speak a bit last week, but we changed it to this week. And it's kind of got to do with... um, what I've spoken about. Yeah, I'll sing from this one. Um, Hello. Hello. So, I just want you guys to focus on him and just give thanks to him. And do you have the... uh, I was about to ask her, do you have the lyrics? And I was holding them in my hands. Um... So yeah, you can, you can stand, you can sit, you can come to the front, you can lay down, you can do whatever you want. Um, just focus on him. Yeah, he's, he's all around. Let him speak to you of who he is. Just ask him questions. Um... Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall, not, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent. So Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you're speaking even now. God, I pray for each each heart here, God, that they would come to know you more. Jesus. That you would put questions on their heart, God. so that we could dive deeper into the mystery of who you are. I thank you for your strength and for your grace. Jesus.
vapor In the vapor of your breath The planets fall If the stars were made to worship So will I I can see your heart and everything you've made Every burning star, a signal fire of grace If creation sings your praises, so will I
of salvation You chased down my heart Through all of my failure and pride On a hill you created The light of the world Abandoned in darkness to As you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear. Where you lost your life, so I could find it here. If you left the grave behind you, so. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for your grace. Can we just stand? I just want to just give him thanks and honor. Can you? Thank you, Jesus. Just start lifting up your voice to him, giving him thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you reveal things to us, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. 
Thank you for your love. Oh, it's not what we do. What you've done for us, we choose to stand in agreement with what you did. Oh. Thank you. You're so worthy, God. You're so worthy, God. You are worthy. Oh, and you never let go. You never let go of us. Let's sing this in faith. You never let go of us. You never let go of us. We choose to believe God. You never let go. I can hide. There's no place I can run that you won't find me, Lord. You're everywhere. Your love won't let me go. Won't let go.
doesn't have to look a certain way. We just have to look at your face. I can see your eyes that burn with fire for me. want to know you more, God. Show us who you are. Show us who you Redefine. 